Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Your Favorite F Word, where we pause to take a second to remember what we talked about last time, because this is part two today. Part, part two. two of How to Not Be a Little Bitch. Just kidding. Oh, Sarah didn't title it that. She titled it Self-Regulating and Attunement. So that's what we're following up on this week. Last week, we kind of did an intro into what it really means, how we kind of like navigated ourselves with our clients, but we didn't really give you any tangible takeaways. So that's more like what we're going to dive into this week. That was stressing me out last week. (laughs) Of course it was. (laughs) We need the takeaways, the action items. Uh, Our little conductor bestie, Sarah, with her her needs for to-dos. So we're going to give it to you for all of you who really need the to-dos, the takeaways this week. Um, If last week was a whole bunch of fluff and you were like, just get to it, listen up today because we're just getting to it. Okay. So we left off the last episode with a little question. Um, And so we're going to start off this one, revisiting that question and a couple other, well, one other question to ask yourself. Um, If you are someone who's struggling with this, do I actually need rest or am I just being a little bitch situation? (laughs) So the question we asked was, are you actually burnt out from the process or the activity, whether that be maybe your training, maybe that's meal prepping, maybe that's, you know, tracking macros. Is that thing actually burning you out or is your life in general, burning you out and leaving you with no energy left for those things that are important efforts in pursuing your goal. Mm, Take a sec, everybody ponder that. Cause for me, it's usually life. Yeah. I think I usually blame the activity. Yeah. And if it is life, right? Like if our overall stress load is so high due to other responsibilities, due to lack of boundaries, due to, you know, inadequate energy management, then simply changing your training regimen or changing, you know, how you're doing meal prep or taking a break from tracking macros isn't necessarily going to help, right? We really want to kind of identify what is that root cause um, and how can we address the root instead of taking a step back from working towards our goals. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I think that does. I think there's, as usual, like room for nuance in that conversation. Like, what if it's work? What if work is the biggest stressor and you feel like you come home and have no energy for training? Well, like, some of us don't have the privilege of like 
choosing quit your job. career. <laughs> yeah, quit your job so you can have room for, to track macros. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, it shit doesn't work like that. And so there are some like other things that you'd need to work through in terms of like where else in your life do you have a little bit more room to adjust? What other ways can you support yourself so that work becomes less of a burnout despite it still being stressful? Mm-hmm. Um, and recognizing that taking away from the activities of self-care, for example, like going to the gym, like meal prepping, like cooking meals yourself, those just removing those might actually like work against you and might actually increase your stress because they are in a lot of ways self-care. Absolutely. So that's the first question to ask yourself. And then another question that we think is important in this process is, do you have a goal that you're working towards or do you have some sort of plan in place, right? Because, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, this kind of like la-la land, (laughs) we are in this la-la land where we're not necessarily like working towards something or, you know, being mindful of like the deeper why, if we want to say that, (laughs) then it can feel more stressful because it's kind of like, what the point, right? It can be what the point? (laughs) What's the point? I didn't even recognize that I said that wrong. I love it. I I think we're going to use that often. What the point? What the point? (laughs) Um, But it can be really hard to feel fulfilled because we don't necessarily like understand or we're not tuning into, you know, what the point is or what Mm -hmm. we're actually aiming for, right? Or like able to see our progressions. Yes. Because I mean, like last week when we talked about how like motivation doesn't just boom, pop up and it's there, it usually comes by taking the actions. And so if you're not like attuned to the process itself, it's going to be harder for you to pick out the, like the smaller wins, identify those successors, successors, successes, and where you're improving and be able to lean on those and use those as a source of motivation. So in a lot of ways, having a plan, she good. Love a good plan. <laughs> Love a good plan. That doesn't mean that you have to be like so structured and rigid, right? There's still room for flexibility within a solid plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a plan, having a goal, even if it's not towards a specific outcome. So even if you're not chasing like a specific performance outcome or a specific body composition outcome, those goals or plans can be more focused on like the process or how you want to feel and stuff like that it can help you, yeah, attune to, you know, doing the things and why you're doing the things, especially on those days where like, you don't necessarily feel like it, or in those times where you feel like you're not necessarily quote unquote progressing. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. So if neither of the above are issues for you and you're truly just feeling like either bored or dreading doing the thing, We'll use the example of the gym when you're just like, ugh, I just don't want to go to the gym today. Here are a few follow-up questions to kind of help you decide whether or not you're skipping the activity. Again, we'll frame this in the context of the gym because I think it's like easier for us to imagine that. So if we're not burnt out from life, if we do have a goal and a plan in place and we're still like, I don't, I'm just going to skip my workout today. Here are some questions to ask yourself before you do that. So first one, we can look at our overall sleep quality and quantity, okay? So if we are lacking on sleep, hours in bed, or if the quality of our sleep 
is bad. Our desire to do things that require effort and energy is going to be lower, right? It just is. Our body literally doesn't have the energy to do it. So focusing on improving our sleep quantity, spending more hours in bed, improving our sleep quality via, you know, various mechanisms. Maybe that's a podcast episode for the future, Um, but bedtime routines, avoiding screens before bed, exposing yourself to light in the morning, those types of things can be really helpful to improve your, your overall sleep, which is going to give you more energy to do those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And offset some of the other stressors in life too. It's like mm-hmm. the best recovery tool we have. Sure. Our resiliency mm-hmm. when we're not sleeping is absolute trash, right? We, I think we can all relate to like having those days where we're lacking sleep and like the smallest thing is like the fucking end of the world. Oh, Whether- I'm just picturing my mood on those days. Exactly. Right. <laughs> will literally set things on fire just because I'm tired exactly so that's a really big one a big um kind of like bottom of the pyramid thing to address so ask how was my sleep Mm -hmm. the next thing to consider is did I eat enough and did I eat well um so this is kind of assuming that we're doing an afternoon or evening workout so this is going to be very important for training if you are sleeping like shit and eating like shit, should you go out and, you know, do the thing and really push it to your limits with your training? You know, maybe not. So considering how well you did with your nutrition that day and previous days, because it is like a continual thing is important to consider as well. Mm -hmm. That one stems beyond training too, right? If we're not giving our body adequate energy again, just like if we're lacking sleep, it's going to be a lot harder to get to the gym to do our thing, but it's also going to be a lot harder to want to do all of the other things that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else? Okay. And kind of last question we had here is what is my bigger purpose and how do I, how do these actions or, or habits align with it? So when we're again, like deciding whether or not to skip the gym, asking ourselves like, is actually going to the gym part of my goal? Is it part of like what I want for myself? Part of how I'm viewing my health? Will I feel better afterwards? That's an important consideration. Mm -hmm. The answer is probably yes for most of us, Um, but something to consider for sure. Um, And, you know, oftentimes we will feel that those actions are in alignment, but if they aren't, then that's an, a situation where we might want to look at changing the action or behavior or finding like a different way to work through that. So it is more aligned, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we're using training for an example, and our goals are more health related and feeling good, well, a two hour gym session might not be necessary for that. But movement in some capacity for even half an hour, 45 minutes might definitely be aligned with that, right? So if we're trying to force those two-hour training sessions, eh, we're probably going to have a little bit harder time with that. But if we can make those a little bit more accessible, change the intensity, change the duration, then it might be easier for us to follow through with that. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. So to kind of reiterate, if we are in the process of debating whether or not we're going to show up for our training, whether or not we're going to skip our workout, if you had a good sleep, if you ate enough that day, 
if the action of going to the gym is part of your plan or your goals and you're still like, "Eh, I don't really want to go, it's probably a motivation deal Mm -hmm. and you should probably still go. You're probably just being a little bitch. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) So we wanted to kind of just go through some quick tips if you find yourself in that situation to help you get the shit done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're in little bitch mode. If you're in little bitch mode. <laughs> um, okay. And again, these can be relevant to the gym, but it could also be relevant to any of the other processes that are part of your pursuit of whatever goals you're working towards. Mm -hmm. um first one is going to be move your body in some capacity so (laughs) so I find for me personally going for a walk if I'm not motivated to say do something for work or you know um do meal prep or something going for a walk can help clear my head it can help. Nicola's like waiting for me to like, just going to, what does it help? Tell us. Um, and just the process of moving my body and getting fresh air helps to motivate me, I guess, to come back and do something. So I'll often go for a walk instead of having a nap because lots of times I'll be like, I want to have a nap. And then I'll say, I'm going to go for a walk. And if I get home from the walk and still want to have a nap, then I'll usually let myself have a nap. But nine times out of 10, I don't want to have a nap anymore because I've, you know, got rid of whatever stagnant energy or whatever shit energy is happening. And then I just, you know, usually make an aligned decision (laughs) after that. You've moved yourself out of little bitch mode into the big bitch. Big (laughs) (laughs) into doing the things. Um, okay, so something else to consider is to start small. So, just like Sarah was saying, if it's like a two hour gym session that we have upon you and you're like, no way I can do that, why don't you still go in and do something a little bit smaller, shorter, modified? Something again to do something to go through the motions to get yourself there. Um, if you can't show up to the fullest, mm-hmm. um, I do that a lot for work tasks. So mm-hmm. instead of looking at my 5,000 things to do, I commit to doing one thing, uh, depending on your mood, you can commit to something that's like super small. So maybe that's literally just replying to one email, or maybe it's like a bigger task for me, like writing an Instagram post or something, Oh God, yeah, right. <laughs> and just putting one or two smaller to do's on your list instead of 20 mm-hmm. can be very helpful. Cool, cool, cool. Next little tip is to, again, connect to your goals. So recognizing what role the task at hand plays in the pursuit of your goals and what it's going to feel like if you are continually not doing that. What happens to your goals? What happens to the timeline, your motivation, how you're feeling about yourself, your self-efficacy when you continually say no to the things that you must do in order to achieve them? Mm-hmm doing a quick little journal, um, or like jotting down, even you could do like pros and cons of like doing this thing that I don't want to do. You know, that could be a way to connect to that bigger picture. Um, if you're someone who likes to write things down, 
um, or just take a few breaths and like ponder on it in your beautiful little head. Ponder on it. Ponder on it. Um, oh, Nicola just added this one to the list. You go. Cause I want to mm. say the next one. What? No, you had added this one below and I just moved it because oh. it made more sense here. Okay. So with that, then if that goal isn't resonating with you, maybe try setting a new goal. Um, so for example, if you have a super outcome oriented goal, maybe we want to set a goal that's more process related, um, or a goal that's more short-term instead of long-term so that we can see that, like, or get that dopamine hit sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. This might also be a time to consider like, what is your connection to the goal? And is it coming at the right time in your life? Mm -hmm. So this makes me think of like, the times in which either myself, I have done this, I think you have done this, but we've seen this with clients where we set out on the goal for a cut, let's say, and we quickly recognize that we are not actually willing to make the trade-off sacrifices or put in the effort that's required. And so when we're coming up against this, like, I don't want to do X that I know I need to do in order to, you know, lose weight, get stronger, whatever it is that might be a good indicator that that goal maybe is misaligned in general. And so instead of like putting ourselves in the position where we're constantly trying, trying, trying to want it and actually not, maybe we just let that goal drift away for a while and circle back later on if it feels better at a different time in our lives. Yeah. I think letting go of those goals can be scary, but you always have the opportunity to come back to them if you find yourself in a position where they truly are a priority for you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like we let go of this goal and we can never pursue it again. It's not gone forever, right? Um, But sometimes giving ourselves that space to work towards something different can be kind of like the reset or the motivator to pursue that goal in the future. And it can Mm -hmm. often set ourselves up for more success with it as well. Yeah, like shocker when you actually want to do something and it makes sense. It's going to feel a lot better. Absolutely. Um, Okay, next one on the list is to actually rest when you're resting, okay? So in the last episode, we talked about like this idea of rest and how sometimes that can get, we can go too far in that direction, but it is important for us to have downtime. It is important for us to have time where our nervous system can recuperate and recover. And I think a lot of us, you know, we look at rest and if we actually look at the time where we are quote unquote resting, is it truly rest or are we scrolling Instagram? Are we, you know, numbing with TV or something like that? Those things have their time in place, but if all of our time is either spent engaged in our stressors or doing something like that. Are we actually giving our body a chance to like recuperate, giving our brain a chance to rest, giving our nervous system a chance to downregulate and, you know, chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting point. I really didn't consider that. Like yeah. if you have a rest day, like what are you doing on that rest day? Right. Interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, this one will pertain again more to the idea of training. And maybe we take a deload week. So an intentional week off from lifting or your regular fitness pursuits. 
maybe you feel burnt out is at, or maybe the fact that you are feeling burnt out is really just your body sending you a signal that it does need some extra time off mm-hmm. and I think with this idea of like uh, my sessions are feeling overwhelming I'm feeling really burnt out or I'm just feeling flat when I get there and not like excited about it taking intentional time off can almost like re-energize you because I don't know about you Sarah but I find that when I have a deload week that whole deload week I'm like fuck I just want to train I want to train so hard I just want to train and it really gets like that energy flowing again so when you do get back the following week you're literally like chomping at the bit and like literally nothing could stop you from getting to the gym that's such a good feeling you seem really excited about that one yeah I just pictured myself the last time I had a deload and I was like fuck this shit I hate it yeah (laughs) uh, it's she's helpful any good training program is going to have deload weeks programmed into them, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. can't go balls to the wall 100% all the time, especially when it comes to muscular adaptations and adaptations to training. So that's a big one. And if we're looking at deloads and other aspects of our lives, maybe it's, you know, having a week of flexible Mm -hmm. macro tracking where you're Mm -hmm. just hitting protein, or maybe you're taking a couple of days off of tracking completely, or maybe you're mixing in a few like quote unquote untracked meals in there or something, right? You can look at it in that capacity. I was also going to say like a social deload, where if you're feeling like your weeks are just getting really hectic and busy because you have so many commitments, a deload week might look like not planning any social events and just like being able to go with the flow and go with your energy day to day. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Doesn't it? <laughs> you introverts over here. Um, so deload in whatever the thing that is, you know, feeling burnt out uh, can be a good strategy. Um, another one, again, specific to training, but uh, wider application as well is changing your lifting plan or your training approach. Okay. And so An example of this would be maybe, so for example, at our gym, we have a comp program that a lot of people will do outside of class. So maybe you have been doing, you know, this extra work outside of class, but you're missing the socializing aspect that you get during class. So maybe for a week, you try to just go to classes, um, or maybe you decide to mix some classes in with that, right? Um, on the flip side, maybe you're not loving classes. So you're, you try to do some stuff on your own, um, or, you know, mix in a couple different modality days, um, where you're looking at more like bodybuilding or strength training stuff versus CrossFit, um, again, specific to training, but yeah, if you're working out by yourself too, maybe you like get a friend to train with you for a week. Um, maybe you invite them to like join you in your program. Maybe you join them in theirs. Again, that might act as a deload week depending on like what the activities are. So playing around with like doing things by yourself, doing things that are more social, seeing if there's some different motivation that comes along with either of those could be good to just switch it up for a little while. Mm-hmm. And the caveat that when we say switch it up, we're not saying like program hop every single week. We're saying like, do it for a small break and then go back to your fucking plan. Absolutely. (laughs) Good add in there. We don't want that to be taken in the completely wrong direction. I was going to also suggest like change your environment. So like maybe go do a workout at a different gym or like go do a spin class or something. Right. But again, we can't just be like flopping back and forth all the time because then you're going to have no progressions. 
no consistency there. And that's not going to be great for your overall progress either. No, it's not. (laughs) Was there anything else that we wanted to add to this list? Mm -hmm. No, I think those are some pretty good hot tips. I'm probably going to take the when you're resting actually fucking rest one to heart right. this weekend and do some actual resting mm-hmm. yeah that one is a tough one um especially if you're someone who like feels the need to be productive all the time um sarah yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> these podcast episodes are just me talking to myself <laughs> but yeah, pressing each other yeah and i mean those activities can still be charging right? Like watching TV might be like a charging activity for you, right? But we do want to be mindful of like, okay, is that the only thing that we're doing to like recharge energy or to rest, right? Right. Yeah. A day spent on the coach watching TV is rest in the physical sense, but what is it doing for your nervous system? What is it doing for you like mentally, emotionally? Yeah. I think that's a good differentiation. Just something to be mindful of. If you're watching Grey's Anatomy, it's not doing anything good for your stress load or your nervous system. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then those are our takeaways. Our tippity tips. Our tippity tips. Um, So at the end of the day, we do want to be enjoying our life, the gym, our training, our nutrition, our habits for the most part. But we also need to keep in mind that it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, if things are feeling off for an extended period of time, not a day, not a week, longer period of time, then we do maybe need to look at making some adjustments. Um, But inside of that, the ebbs and flows and motivation and desire to like do the things are a natural part of that process. For sure. So while we want to like be able to self-attune, self-regulate, be gentle with ourselves and we do need to take rest, we also want to realize that just because something is inherently uncomfortable doesn't mean it's always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to accept that discomfort is going to happen and we just got to deal. Yeah. I would argue that discomfort is a good thing oftentimes. As uncomfortable as it is. (laughs) So again, we'll leave you with a question. Are you being a little bitch or is there a real barrier? So getting familiar with each and finding some middle ground is going to be something to work towards. Um, You're probably going to have to experience a few extremes on either end, some resting too much, being a little B and some going too hard and feeling the effects in order to kind of like find that middle ground and self-regulate. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, that's it for today. So as always, thank you for being here. We haven't been doing our fuck yes and fuck no's. I did. Okay. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. 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 I got a fuck yes. Do you have a fuck no? You can fuck yes. Okay. Okay. So I got one of those um, heatless hair curling things. It's literally that like silk tube on your head. I was so skeptical, but it was so cheap. So I was like, whatever, I got to try it. It is a 12 out of 10. Is that what you did right now with your hair? Uh, I did it a few days ago and this is just like hairsprayed to shit, but I've done it where I like have my hair completely damp and wrapped around and sleep on it. That's way too much for my shorter hair. It was way too curly. looked like I had a perm. (laughs) 
but now I've just started like showering in the mornings and not necessarily like washing my hair, but it just gets a little damp. Yeah. You put the curler thing in while you do your makeup and your hair dries and then you take it out and boom, it's a literally perfect waves. I'm so impressed with it. Okay. Yeah. I've been very skeptical too, especially because now that I have my extensions, my hair is better at holding curl. Mm. But like, I usually have hair that doesn't like hold it very well. I mean, I will say so, I've like looked into this a little bit because the humidity, like I'll walk outside and the curls fall flat pretty quickly. So like a mousse or something to hold right. it before and then some hairspray, really helpful. But I like watched all those TikToks or those like reels of the girls like taking their hair out and it was like all beautiful. And I was like, no way. Yeah. And it does. It does a good job. I saw a video where they like, um, they basically like braid it over instead of putting it all in the same direction. They like take a piece oh. from the front and put it to the back and then a piece from the oh. back and put it to the front. And that's and to be helpful too. The result was good. The result was good. But I mean, mm. those videos always look fucking good. So you don't, yeah. like, maybe they curled their hair before. True, true, true. I yeah. don't know. But I will say from someone who's bad at hair, it was easy and You're it worked. Uh, I'm one of those people who like, I can hold my own. Like I can put on makeup. I can do my hair, but nothing. I'm never going to be someone who tries out something. Right. I need to still watch the videos like right. contouring. I'm still like, the fuck is that? <laughs> so like if I can do it, my hair you can with do the straightener. it. Yeah. Okay. That's that out. something I'm good at. <laughs> yeah. You are good at that. Okay. So, yeah. That's my fuck. Yes. Did you order it off Amazon? No, I ordered it. It will. It was a beautiful little Instagram ad. Those bitches get me. Yeah. So I ordered it right from the site, but I think it was like sixteen bucks. Yeah, so nice. If I can save my hair from straightener mm-hmm. shit every day, let's yeah. try it. Okay. Well, I have a fuck no that goes along with that because I'm gonna okay. order one off of Amazon, <laughs> and I'm gonna get judged hard by Brad. So my fuck no <laughs> is Brad's judgment of my Amazon purchases. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's put fair. the fuck no right on Brad. Cause it's, yeah, exactly. it's <laughs> to be fair, I ordered a bunch of stuff for the house and it came in like multiple different packages. So oh. there was like four days in a row that packages showed up and Brad was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, it was one order. It was one order. Yeah, but it's weird because, yeah, things ship from different places or like one piece of equipment will ship different parts. Yeah. We were at a friend's house on Sunday because Amazon fucking ships all weekend now. And we were there for maybe half an hour. And in that half an hour time, two different Amazon delivery trucks stopped and dropped separate packages off at her house. And she's like, don't fucking judge me. Amazing. It's so easy. I'm in a bad, I'm in a bad like habit of just ordering stuff off there. Yeah, I got to stop following people who are like, here's the link to my Amazon shop. Because I'm like, damn it, you've got good taste. Yeah, good taste. They make decent money like off of that. Well, good for them because they work hard. Yeah, they do. Um, This will be for a future episode, but I ordered a walking pad. Oh, uh, yes. And so I'm I will jealous because you... it's fucking cold. Yeah, I will let you know if it's a fuck yes or fuck no when I okay. get it. Stand by. I've heard so many mixed reviews. Like a lot of people say they have trouble actually working while they're walking. Like it depends what task. Like I feel like if you were like writing a paper or like typey, 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 it'd be harder. But if you were like, or no, maybe I changed my mind. Maybe if you're like reading articles, it would be harder. Because are you right. like bouncing a little bit? Right. 
I think, yeah, I guess you just probably have to walk really slow. We'll we'll ask Nat too, because she just got one as well. Yes. And a new job. Exciting for her. She's dead. Yeah. Hi, Nat. Hi, Nat. <laughs> we love she you. She better fucking be listening to this. She always listens. I Number know. one fan. Oh, don't tell Jen that. Oh, yeah. Hi, Jen. And Tara. Yeah, no, we can't All we gotta stop saying that. Okay. We're really causing some feuds. Yeah. Maybe it's like healthy competition. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> oh, absolutely it is. Okay. Anywho, I will update on the walking pad situation and I'm going to get this hair thing and we'll see how that goes for me too. We'll have a live Sarah hairstyling. She can do it, wear it next time we pod and then at the end you can take it out. Take it out? Okay. Yeah. Um, But also I want to put it out there because I'm just looking at our podcast document. Y'all, we're running out of ideas here because remember when we we're like, we're going to come back and do some just like random episodes and right. then we're like, nah, it's really awesome to get back into the swing of it. Mm-hmm. But you guys need to help us out because sometimes, like Sarah said, we're just kind of talking to ourselves here because this right. is stuff that's relevant to us. <laughs> but what is relevant to you, our dear listeners? What do you want to see? What do you want to learn about? Do you want to have a whole episode where Sarah tells jokes? I would like that. No. <laughs> My jokes are <laughs> where so Sarah bad. Sarah uses cliche phrases inappropriately. <laughs> we could fill a couple episodes with that. Absolutely. It's when you hit the nail on the head with the hammer. <laughs> Blow shit out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, that was um, one of your better ones for sure. I was thinking we need to do an Sarah asks Nicola anything episode oh, yeah. so I have been brainstorming questions for that um, I did also think that it would be cool to do an episode where we talk about because I'm doing a cut right now and Nicola's mm. walking me through that so maybe we could talk about like where we're starting the cut what your thought process sure. was behind that things that you're looking for from me things mm-hmm. that I'm doing that might be a good one too that would be, I have quite yeah. a few clients who have just entered into a cut. So it'd be pretty timely. Okay. We'll put that on the list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If there's anything else that you want us to cover or talk about or topics or anything like that, hit us up on the gram at paradigm nutrition, underscore at Nicholas Spencer at Sarah Cod fit. We are on Pinterest now, on <laughs> YouTube soon. I'm trying to update our website. We're doing all the things. Yeah. Sarah's also on TikTok. God save us all. I haven't posted yet. Okay. <laughs> like re-logged in. Um, but I made a couple of videos for that. So yeah. Um not sure how that one's gonna go. That might be uh, hey, I'm there for like a week and then I fucking ghost forever, but we'll see. We'll see what okay. happens. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, you know where to find us. We love talking to you, hearing from you, you know, shooting the shit. Yeah. Tell us things. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for today. Um, Hope that was helpful. Yeah. Sarah's like, it was. It was was cathartic for her. So that's why we did it. Yeah. Perfect. I'm motivated to go do all the things now. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Everybody we will catch you on the flippity flip. Bye-bye. Bye.